0: There is more than one podcast emanating from Porty. The excellent Stephen Davidson, stand-up comedian, producer of the Porti Panto, host of the brilliant Comedy Nights at the Dariada, has his very own podcast called Looking Back on a Life That Didn't Happen.
1: The idea is that I write a life for comedians that they know nothing about whatsoever, then I interview them about it. They're not primed in any way, they know none of the questions in advance And they have to produce comedy from my questions and from nothing, really. So I give them the basis of an idea and they have to run with it. The USP, not a phrase I like to use, but I've just used it, is that there's so many programs on TV just now that you'll see comedians sitting on panel shows who look as if they're just spontaneously coming up with things, but they've been given a lot of primers on what's going to be coming up before the show. Whereas looking back on a life that didn't happen... They have nothing. I tell them absolutely nothing about their lives.
0: So how did the comedian Jojo Sutherland react to being told that for years she'd flown out to South Africa to challenge Nelson Mandela to a race over 400 metres?
2: Well, who else is going to do it? Would you, would you go and ask Nelson Mandela to run 400 metres?
1: Not every year. I wouldn't fly out there no. every year. No. So, do you
2: know what I mean? You don't have any commitment, do you? And, yeah. and a lot of people don't have commitment the way that I have commitment. And the psychological impact of doing that to a man who has been locked up for mm. a considerable amount of time, I don't think you appreciate just how freeing that is from I mean, we talk about free Nelson Mandela. That, that challenging him to 400 metres every year, that's mm. freeing.
1: And did he, was is there anything about the challenge that was to do with, given the age he was you're guaranteed victory,
2: or was it more about the race itself? I think you're being a little bit cynical, aren't you? Mm. Um, Perhaps. I think it's not about looking at this on a deeper level. This is just a, a very simple concept about reaching out to a man who has been incarcerated for a long time. And... The commitment from me uh-huh. to travel that distance I mean that you know I've you know given up my time my family financially I mean it costs me I mean nobody pays for me to go and do it I mean this is completely altruistic and from my own self of sense of being and wanting to achieve and and really to help I think I think help is the the word I would use most.
1: Everyone who's been on the show has really enjoyed being on, so I also give them uh, my golden guarantee that if I don't think it's funny or if they don't think it's funny, it won't go anywhere. It won't appear. So I don't want them worrying that just in case it's rubbish and then something's out there in on the internet that is making them look bad. You know, that's not really a danger. And thankfully, that's not happened yet. No one has taken the option of using the Golden Guarantee.
0: <laughs> You've made a number of these podcasts, so give me an idea of the kind of people that you have created lives for.
1: We've had Patrick Monahan on, who came across to me with Bahrain when I used to run a gig out in Bahrain, and he's done the Portobello Comedy Night three times now, and he comes by, he loves to come down to Portobello. Stephen Carlin, we've had Billy Kirkwood on, who does the Portobello Pantomime, of course. He's done the Porty Panto for the last three years. Had Stuart Goldsmith on, who does a fantastic podcast himself, the ComCom podcast, where he interviews comedians on their lives. And recently we've had Will Name, who has starred at the Porta Comedy Night a couple of times and been amazing. And TV comedy legend Phil Differ has been on as well. He's a big fan of the show and he was fantastic on it. Welcome once again to Looking Back with the sensational Mr Phil Differ uh, Phil, your, your recent stand-up comedy life and your involvement in a number of legendary comedy hits has been well documented, but the, it's the time before that success which is just extraordinary and people don't know so much about that so we have to return to the 14th of July 1961 for the defining moment of that period I can see you nodding at that particular date uh, To paint a picture for those listening You've consumed approximately 10 cans of special brew and you wake up sitting in the street opposite a Bank of Scotland branch with the wail of police sirens all around you. Did you have any idea at all at that point whether or not you'd actually been involved in robbing the bank?
3: No, because, I mean, I'm just amazed that anybody find out about this. I thought I'd erased this. Uh, from from all the outlets, I mean, given it, it was in 1961, he said, "Yeah, I was five at the time." Yeah, uh, and I had been drinking, and um, where I was brought up in Coast South, um, you you were taught to drink at an early age. You, 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 five uh, would be latest. Well, I was, I was quite a late developer because I mean, I'd learned, I'd learnt to walk by that stage. Uh, I was going to, go, I would be going to school in August. Uh, in fact, to be honest, I didn't go. I just went straight to university because I was, yeah. I was pretty clever at that time, but. There was the drink, um, and I'd had a few drinks, um, and then somebody said, wouldn't it be great to be an outlaw? Like, we, 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 we didn't want to be bad. We, we just wanted to be outlaws. There's, yeah. there's a difference between being a criminal and an outlaw. Um, an outlaw, um, you, you've got to ride a horse wear a cowboy hat and that sort of thing.
0: Each of these podcasts is about 45 minutes long, so we can only give a flavour of how the comedians cope with their fictitious past lives the idea however is potentially strong enough to make a series on radio or television something that has been suggested to the broadcasters but until that happens the concept and the development of the ideas behind the show are what keep stephen davidson going
1: i think it's what i enjoy most at the moment in comedy you know i enjoy writing the scripts and i enjoy the moment of unveiling them to the comedian and i enjoy i enjoy talking nonsense as well it is my con cardman. I, I think you need something online, whether it's sketches on YouTube. I've got a lot of sketches under the Abacus Danger name, because I did two fringe shows with Abacus Danger. So I've got a lot of sketches. For a while I did sketch work, video sketch work. And this is, it's a radio show at the moment, but I've done it live during the Glasgow Comedy Festival with Phil Differ again. When I do that, we bring in video clips that they have to bounce off and still images and special guests. And taking that further, if it was made into a TV show, we'd be looking at a live Twitter feed and Facebook Live, that kind of thing. So that if I'm speaking to the comedian about someone they've made up, if I'm speaking to them about their fifth ex-wife, who they've had terrible moments with, then people could tweet into the show with either video clips of themselves being that character or with comments. You know, So I would, the live feed would involve people who are watching the show being able to interact with it as it unfolded. So you'd be able to speak to people that they just made up on the phone, that kind of thing. So I have a vision of a multimedia extravaganza. All I need is someone to give me loads of money to do that, David.
0: If you want to see Stephen Davidson in the flesh down here in Porty, his next appearance will be at the Dalrietta Comedy Night on Friday the 5th of August.